This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Good afternoon, good night, goodbye, hello, depending where you are in the world. Welcome along. This is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. We're here with the preview show. And if I look like I'm at a seance, uh, it's because everything went absolutely wrong uh, just before I started the show. My big light blue. Um, and just when I thought it couldn't get any better, well, if I say when I was growing up, and Craig will probably back me up here. Um, we're of an age where they used to say, you know you're getting old when the policemen start looking young. Well, when you sit down before and you have a little chat with the with the guests before you start your show, and you say, well, do you remember Robert Hooth when he was at your club? Immense player. And she goes, ah, I was only two. Well, I mean, I just like, <laughs> I'm off to claim my pension. <laughs> it's the preview show. Good evening. Ah, uh-huh. wow. Uh, Craig, feeling old? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, only every day. <laughs> and only every day. At least you've got your hair. It's more than I've got at the moment. There is a, there is there is a bit clinging on desperately. Yeah. So so do you remember Robert Huth or were you only about fifty? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I, I I think there's there's an age gap in the uh, in the punditry this evening, that's for sure. I think there is, which is not a bad thing. Which is not no. a bad thing, but um we should be very nice to the young lady that's joining us because you know you've got to consider that she is a Stoke fan. And therefore, you know, she does deserve everybody's sympathy. Uh, but let's bring her in and say, hello, Rory. Good evening. How are you? 
Good evening, I'm okay, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Feeling very old at the moment, you know. So. <laughs> and Craig's got a birthday this weekend. I'm just wondering if we should have the fire brigade on standby for the candles. I don't <laughs> think there's enough, there's not enough room on the cake to fit all the candles, sadly. <laughs> just have just have one big one. Um, yeah. Rory, you are most welcome. Um, now, I have got your links uh, in the description below for people if they want to follow you and have a chat with you about the game. Uh, but just give everybody a shout out uh, about yourself and where where people can find you and follow you. So I am obviously Rory from the Booth and Rawcast. I'm available on Spotify. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at the Booth and Rawcast and on Twitter, which is RoryThomas.x. Like I say, the, the links are in the description below, so do go and give uh, give Rory your support. Um, I want to start, if I can, with you, Craig, um, Age Before Beauty, uh, basically. Uh, but recently, uh, the fans haven't been happy, and uh, it's, it's upsetting Enzo a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's... You know, he's not throwing his toys out of the pram, but I think he needs to grow a thicker skin if he's going to have a long long time in football management you can't um you can't be reacting every time fans get frustrated and um i did write a little uh um response to the story on the mercury's um website obviously no one will ever find it because that's why i've yeah. not read it then <laughs> yeah no, nobody will see it um but i was saying that the, the fans were it wasn't like they were booing they were just frustrated and um, I'm frustrated because everybody in the ground, apart from it seems the some of the players and the management, couldn't see how they could have killed this game off so easily. You know, I've I can't remember the last time I saw in the championship a team playing with such a high line. And when we say a high line, they were on the halfway line. Now, I think you could look at our forward line and think that they're pretty nippy with Dakar and Mavadidi and Maketeer. It wouldn't take, you know, too much rocket science or many coaching badges to think, just dink a little ball over the box and we're in, uh, over the top and we're in. And we did it for 20 minutes and we looked so dangerous. We got the early goal. We could have had two or three more. Dakar somehow has forgotten what a goal looks like since he's been away. Um so that's what the the the, the players were uh, the the fans were frustrated with that you know he talks about this um the the, the way of playing is we're often uh, tell, uh, told that we can't you know we struggle to break down a low block so we sit back we hold the ball we play possession football in our own half to try and draw out the opposition but surely the the reverse should apply as well that if you've got a team that are pressing up to the halfway line meaning that their midfield can push right up onto ours and their forward lines are closing us down on the edge of our own box. Then you employ tactics such as putting the ball over the top to force the team back to create space as well. It can't be a one-way thing. All the crowd could see that, but the players, for some reason, were looking up and uh, just thinking, no, a short five-yard pass, uh, five yard pass would do. Mavadidi was throwing his arms up in the air in mm. frustration and not getting the ball. So I'm sure that Enzo's had a word with him as well. But well, uh, So it's not frustration at the way we're playing. It's the way that you've got to react to what the opposition are doing in front of you. He may well have been, in that case, have been watching my watch-along when I did say, and I can't repeat the word, words because we've got a young lady with us, but there was a few choice swear words that I said during the watch-along when we were passing it around at the back. Um, I, was not, I was not happy, I have to be honest with you. And I, I don't know, Chris, how whether the camera was wide enough to catch what was going on. The number of runs that the forward guys made, sort of outside to win runs for a longer ball over the top, was unbelievable. It was happening all the time. And obviously the crowd can see that, another yeah. great run made and the ball not played. And that's where the frustration comes from. Enzo should be able to realise that was what was going on there, not the fact that we're just playing it around. Everybody appreciates the fact that we're controlling games, but when there's an opportunity to go and improve your goal difference, then you take it. You do, and at 1-0 up after three minutes, I thought we were going to be uh, smashing them in. I mean, Rory, I mean, <laughs> top of the table, 10 points clear a second. 
I know, 70 points clear for most of the relegation zone. And we're sat here having a moan. Only football fans, only football fans. But look, you, you've got a new manager. Uh, he's, he's been in um, since December. Um, happy with him? Not happy with him? I think he came from Plymouth too, you didn't he? <coughs> Surprised everybody. Yeah, he um, he came from Plymouth, obviously. He signed just after. So, you see, we had a 1-0 defeat to Sheffield Wednesday where we then sacked Alex Neal. Obviously, we had two games in charge with... Um, <clears throat> with OEC, oh my gosh, I've lost his Paul name Gallagher. now. That's the one. I yeah. don't know. What, I lost his name then completely. Doesn't that sound like I know what I'm <laughs> talking about? Can I just say I do have two screens and I've got it up on the screen here. So <laughs> it I'm completely lost me now. Yeah, um, we had two um, games with Paul Gallagher. Where it was a one-all draw with Swansea and then with West Brom, and then Stephen Schumacher came in charge against Millwall. Um, obviously, that ended in a draw. Um, but obviously, we we straight away seemed to have been playing better football, more attacking. We sort of we had our head screwed on. The fans seemed more connected with the players, and the players seemed to be more connected as a team because it just seemed that the dressing room had got quite toxic, um, and that they weren't getting along with the manager. But obviously, we don't we can't fully confirm that until they've obviously because they don't say that. But from the way they were playing, they just seemed a better squad member. Obviously, then we had a 3-1 win to Birmingham away, which was um, Schumacher's first away game. And it just felt like the club was coming back together again. The fans were connected. I was there. It was honestly some of the best football I'd seen Stoke play in a good while. Mm-hmm. Then, obviously, it was a draw to Watford, draw to Ipswich. And then we lost to Brighton, unfortunately. But, obviously, Brighton at the minute are quite a good side. So, obviously, having them at home... Yeah. To be fair, I'm really impressed with Seaman Schumacher. Obviously, despite our two losses in the last two games, I think we're still sort of we are playing better football. It's just obviously these goals that we're conceding doesn't seem like yeah. the rubbish goals to concede. Apart from obviously a couple of the uh, Brighton goals and then the goal against the free kick that West Brom scored. No, Birmingham. And in fairness, he's only had six games in charge, so. Yeah. You know, it is, it is early, early days yet. I mean, just looking at sort of your, your list of managers, did, did Alex Neal have to go? Was you know, Did the crowd want him gone? Yeah, so sort of obviously he came in in the middle, like August of last season. Um, he had a few good results here and there. Then they were going awful. Obviously, we had the good run in March, you know, beating, we beat, Coventry 4-0, we beat Swansea 3-1, but then they just started dipping and we were like, okay, we'll give him the summer window. He signed 17 players, well, it was 18 and we let one go, signed 17 players and for a couple of games it seemed changed. It was like, oh, we're on it this season, you know, we were beating Rotherham. Obviously, apart from we, we lost to Ipswich, obviously they were a newly promoted side at home with them. But obviously, it then we it just got worse and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. He couldn't seem to be making the right substitutes. He was making them in the 79th minute where they couldn't do anything. Um, it just got worse. And obviously, after the Sheffield Wednesday game, himself and the captain both went straight down the tunnel. He'd sort of he'd shift things off in the um, interviews after the games. He'd sort of just be like, yeah, well, we deserved this, but we didn't do this. He he wasn't honest enough, whereas mm. Stephen Schumacher was. Then obviously we, we lost to Sheffield Wednesday and everything turned toxic. Twitter turned toxic. It was already toxic, but it was bad. Obviously the fans, they were gone by the, like, by the probably, I'd say, 75th minute. The stadium was next to nothing. It it was just so toxic and it was a toxic place to be. Um. So he, he had to go. There was no shadow of a doubt, and he got sat the next morning. I mean, what we know what it's like to have a manager that um, <laughs> doesn't accept responsibility, Craig. Yeah, and I think it's at that point, you know, when when the manager uh, and and in any sort of public way of life, uh, walk of life, I think, but particularly football managers, when they start taking the the fans for idiots, you know, and and trying to tell it, trying to gaslight them. As if you know what you just watched wasn't the actual case. You know we should have did, done this, that, and the other. We didn't get what we deserved. Blah blah blah. Fans just want two things from their their football club. Really, one 
you give 110% when you're out on the pitch because everybody would like to be in your shoes. And two, you're honest, you know, and, and fans can take it. You know, we, we, you know, we might not be experts, you know, because we haven't got the badges, but we've watched enough football to know what's what. Yeah. So just come out and, and tell us and then tell us how you're going to fix it. Yeah, Stoke fans aren't stupid. And I mean, obviously, since we've come down from the championship, we've had manager after manager after manager of just, it seems to be getting worse. Obviously, constantly sitting 16th. We're never sort of sitting in the top of the table. And it, it's frustrating for us because obviously we've seen this happen for so many years now. And for then, it to just not have honest managers where we, ju- we just want honesty. We want our club back because a club is nothing without fans. And obviously, yeah. there's talk, obviously, of, well, you need to back the lads, but what we can't back the lads if there's nothing to back the lads with. We can't be sitting there chanting good things about them if there's no good performance. Obviously, yes, we look and obviously, we, you know, when we give the Guan Stoke, the Delilahs, you know, the, when the Reds go marching in, they do seem to have some sort of energy in them to know they've got us behind them, but we, we need to put the good performance in because, you know, we're spending the money, we're journeying, we're travelling with them, we're spending all these money on tickets and there was nothing coming from it. But it seems now that we are slowly starting to bring ourselves in, obviously. Hopefully, I think it's going to be all evens on Saturday for Leicester anyway, against Leicester anyway. So, touch wood, touch wood. Just look, yeah, I mean, just looking here, I mean, again, you're probably too young to remember this. Uh, I'll say it for you. You had 10 seasons in the Premier League. Um, yes. You know, you were... You were there, um, you know, you had, you, 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 well, you finished ninth, three seasons on the trot. I mean, you know, a lot of clubs would, would kill for that, but yeah. you have got that sort of reputation. Oh, it's Stoke. Uh, yeah, they're going to finish, like you say, 15th, 16th. That's yeah. where you always finish. Um, there just seems to be a bit of a malaise about the club at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating because... It's always, oh, well, it's little old Stoke. They're going to finish 16th. You see anything, or or it's fine, you'll finish 16th. But us as fans don't want to finish 16th. You know, you want to be pushing for promotion. You want to be pushing for playoffs. Mm. But we can't do that without a good squad. I mean, we've got players who we know we've got the capability. Obviously, you know, we've got Bajon Ho, who's starting. I think he needs to score to get his confidence up. Don't get me wrong, he creates some great chances, but he needs to score. Obviously, we've got Lyndon Gooch. Yes, he had a bad game against Sunderland, but out of the games he's played, that is his only bad game he's had. Mm. Bear in mind, obviously, he's come back from injury. Obviously, he did play a bit against Birmingham, but again, it's a player fresh off an injury. He's But he's definitely going to be promising, and I think people just need to sort of let... It's at us. We're going to have bad days, but you don't see us slating each other over social media for it. A player's going to have a bad game. Mm. But slating them on social media and tagging them isn't the answer. It, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it, Craig? I mean, you know, we can we can remember days when there was no social media. You know, we, we, we used to write a very strongly worded letter and send it to our mates. Um, but look, I mean, it, it is it is two different seasons. Um, dare I say, can you see? And I, I still got this worry at the back of my mind that we haven't had our dip yet? Um, I, I think you mentioned this um, in the last one, and, and I was of the opinion that we had... Topic. Yeah, I, I, the, I was of the opinion that we have had our dip, and it's a dip in performance levels, not necessarily a dip in results. You know, that we've still had enough quality to get... The results that we've needed, we we have. I mean, if you look at the last three, we've won, drawn, and lost one. So, mm. you know, that's not that's you know in the in the season that we've had, that that's a dip. You know, what you don't want is your dips to be going on too long. And we've got a run of games now, and no disrespect to the teams that we're going to face, where we should be looking to pick up enough points to make it a little bit um, less hairy in the running. Mm. You say you said about the dip though, Craig. I mean, do you? Te- I mean, you tend to forgive the performance if you come away with the, the points at the end of yeah. the at the end of the ninety minutes, and it tends to get a little bit glossed over. Hmm. I mean, you know, the the most that we've 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 sort of our <laughs> our worst run of the season is two losses. Hmm. Oh, woe betide me! How many yeah. clubs would love that? Um, 
And I'm just worried that we haven't had that run of sort of six, seven games where, you know, we come out of it with two draws or something and that's it. I'm just worried that that hasn't happened to us yet. I can't, I can't see it happening, though. I, I can't see as we're not blowing teams away, you know, because we're, we're not set up to do that. You know, the way that we're playing isn't that kind of free-flowing football. I mean, that's what you're getting from probably from Southampton more. Southampton are probably the team that have got the balance right. They're scoring and they're not conceding. Everyone else, I mean, Leeds play that sort of barnstorming football, you know, all guns blazing going forward. But they're still God knows how many points behind us. I don't think we play the kind of football that means that we will end up going on a run of defeats. I, can, I just can't see it happening. Well, fingers crossed that you're yeah. right. Um, to, I mean, that's our season, basically, Rory. I mean, your season there uh, started well <laughs> for the first game. Um, is it is it as bad as it looks? I mean, so you had a bit of a, a, a mid-table sort of uh, surge in the middle there, but... I don't think you're going to go down. And and I think the problem is when you say that for me is that there are three worse teams than you in that division. Yeah. But yeah. you can't keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you we, know, we, we were saying that last season and what happened. Yeah. We can't have the thingy in the back of our mind of, well, it's all right because we've got this three wor- these three worst teams because, you know, who knows? These three worst teams can pick up massively and... Mm-hmm you know, go way above us. Obviously, I can see you guys going back up this season without a shadow of a doubt. But I see if you look that when it spikes up a bit, that was, I think that looks like it was March when we had them massive run of results. Um, And obviously we all thought, wow, we're going to, we're going to make this, these playoff places. And it just dropped. And I think it's devastating because you see these results and you're thinking, it's great. It's great. We're doing great. We're on a run. And it just goes, and that's, Rory, did you, that's more devastating. Did you lose any players at that time? Was there any reason for that drop off? Um, oh god, I can't so remember. You played, you, you played think... us, and then you played. Uh, it looks like Sunderland, Leeds, and Middlesbrough. And uh, then yeah. three decent teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously, when we played you, obviously I was there. You were all over us. It's as simple as that. It was obviously. We tried to, I know, I think it was for about half an hour, we were literally just chanting, we've got the ball, because you, ha- you, had, this, that. <laughs> you had it. I mean, it was a quiet stadium. It's as simple as that. It was like playing football in a library. And that's how it'll be for you guys. It will probably be like playing football in a library. But obviously then it just sort of, we tried to make heart of a, light, of a bad situation. You know, we've got the ball, we've lost the ball. And then obviously we were giving abuse for Jamie Vardy. And then he scored. It's as simple as that. Jamie Vardy is... He is people, haven't, people haven't understood this about... Do not do not wind up Jamie Vardy. Yeah, don't... don't yeah, because he came, he came straight up to us, giving it large, and that sent the fans then. And then obviously, yeah, yeah we beat Sunderland 2-1, we beat Leeds 1-0, we beat Middlesbrough 2-0, and it was like, wow, we're on this good run, we're doing fine. Alex Neal's job steady. Then obviously we drew to Cardiff, drew to Coventry, lost to Blackburn, lost to QPR, lost to Plymouth, lost to Sheffield Wednesday. And that's it. Then that's when we all knew he needs to go. And And it's just, it's frustrating because you think you see this running, you see this, oh, we're doing fine. And then you're gone then. And I think that is what's so heartbreaking to see your club sort of lose itself. And you don't want that. I mean Stoke. I mean we. Sorry, Chris. I mean we've. You know we've seen Stoke down the years. You know, and Stoke always had an identity of being nothing if not hard to beat. You know. Yeah. They are, and no offense, you were my daughter's least favorite team. <laughs> she always <laughs> used to say, "Stoke, all they do is run at you." Yeah, and I think <laughs> it is. It, and I remember it's always it was always Stoke is the hardest place to go. Obviously, I've seen the away dressing room. I would not like to be an away team in that dressing room. It's plain, it's cold, because they want to give sort of that 1-0 up initiation of, well, we want to haunt you. We want to make this experience taunting for you in sort of you hopes and go out there and be like, well, look what we've got ahead of us. But 
I just feel like at the minute people are going to come and just be like, okay, it stood at this very moment. They might think, well, they're doing all right, but really we could probably latch them three points. And to be honest, I mean, I've gone for a one-all draw for Saturday because obviously I think we can keep it composed but obviously, who knows? Anything can happen. It's Stoke and it's Leicester. So I mean, Stoke, Stoke were the benchmark, you know, of of uh, any player's ability to do it on a cold Wednesday night in Stoke. Yeah. You know, that was the yeah. that was the benchmark. Yeah, I was waiting and, for that. Yeah, a, wet and, and wind, a wet and windy night in Stoke. Yeah, but you know, is it a case of, you know, that was your identity and care for what you wish for in yes. terms of at some point a manager or the owners are going to say, right, we need more than this. And then you start to look at a a different way of playing and different players and managers, and it just isn't you. Yeah, and then obviously you have the clubs going, well, we can do it on a wet and windy night in Stoke. We can do this, we can do that. And it's frustrating to sort of, again, it's going back to you seeing this sort of reputation dip of, well, what's the point in saying it anymore? Because we know that that they're going to come and they're going to run all over us. But obviously, like I say, it's Leicester. Anything can happen. It's Stoke. Anything can happen. Who knows? We could go out and batter you or you could come in and batter us. But what's likely to happen is likely to happen. It's what team can you guys put out and what team can we put out? I mean, I'd certainly, you know, if football was played on paper, it'd be a lot easier, wouldn't it? As Brian yeah, on paper, we're a great side, but on the pitch, yeah. it's just... Yeah, and we now, I mean, you know, this season, you know, we've struggled against, you know, like Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday took a point off us when they were bottom, you know, that, you know, it, yeah. it's that's Leicester for you. But I'm just looking here, when you were saying, when you were going through that 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 bad run of four defeats before Alec Neal left and was sacked, uh, I mean, all right, Blackburn Rovers, maybe a 1-0 might not have looked so bad, but you lost, you let four goals in against Queen's Park Rangers. Who let that, honest, yeah. One of the teams that should be going down. You lost to Sheffield Wednesday. One of the teams that should be going down. Yep. Plymouth, they've surprised teams. So that, you can't say anything about Plymouth. They beat, you know, they beat the lights. Yeah. Six past them. But those are the games, like the QPR and the Sheffield Wednesday games. Those are the games that you should be winning, really. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I think it wasn't the fact that we lost to QPR. I think it was the fact we lost to four goals to QPR that's mm-hmm. most taunting, obviously. Then you look at Sheffield Wednesday, they scored in the 91st minute and we saw all stood down like, well, what if it ended nil-nil? Would Alex Neal have still stayed? Would mm-hmm. he have gone or would he have stayed? But you see, they scored in the 91st minute and I tell you what, it was so frustrating because everything just went toxic and it was that's when all the chants were coming in of get gone. I think even the Sheffield Wednesday fans were chant- chanting, you're getting sacked in the morning. And obviously, <laughs> I mean... We've gone out, we beat Rotherham 6-1, 4-1, But why can't we do this with other teams? I mean, OK, it is Rotherham, but it, it it's just Sheffield Wednesday. It's just QPR and we're still yeah. losing to them. And you've got to be careful that you don't fall into that category of becoming just Stoke. Yeah. You know. And that's what I, you don't want. No. And it, I know, you know, Craig, you said about your daughter, it's a good job we haven't got a Brad on who's one of our... Co-presenters <laughs> on the channel because he's pretty much up there with your daughter in his dislike mm. for Stoke in a in a footballing terms, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all got to be banter. We should remember it all. It all yeah, and I think that's like that's like us with like West Brom and Birmingham. We we mm-hmm. no matter what we don't like them. It's as simple as that. We'll never like them. But again, yeah. it's football banter. It's what you keep. It's the same with like Stoke and Vale. Well, you see, I think that goes a bit further than football banter these days. <laughs> well, it could be worse, you know. I mean, um, Gary Barlow could come along and buy you. I mean, I mean, Robbie Williams is supposed to be buying Port Vale. Apparently, so, they've uh, rejected that. No, from what I I've mean, seen, he's, he's always been a fan of theirs. I believe a, a lifelong yeah, fan, has. and uh, he's got a TV deal in the pipeline, a la Wrexham. So we will see. But um, look, look, there's the form table, Craig. We'll look at Leicester first. Uh, second in the away form table. Uh, lost one of the last um, five games. Oh, it was to Coventry, our <laughs> closest rivals. Uh, bad first half against Birmingham, but we made the right changes. Came out 3-0 winners in the Cup. Um, so much to moan about, isn't there? <laughs> there is. It's like, you know, you, you, you set the bar high. 
and then as soon as you dip below it a little bit, you know, the moaners are out. And uh, as I say, we, we've had it for the last few years now. We A lot of our fans have only seen success. You know, a lot of our younger fans have only seen success and, and promotion seasons. Even if you, if you joined Leicester as a fan when you were a bit younger from League One, you know, you're seen as win that and then you're seen as win the championship, you're seen as win the league, you're seen as win the FA Cup, you're seen as get to the quarterfinals of uh, of the Champions League. So anything lower than that is seen as failure. And, and it does come down to, you know, what the maximum expectation is of fans and where your club realistically sits. You know, we are realistically in the in the terms of the size of the club and everything we are a bottom half of the premiership team to be honest or club should we say not necessarily team but a club um but we've had all those years of success which means now there's an expectation and as yeah. soon as you start having an expectation of where you should be it's very hard to live up to it yeah i think with with Leicester, you, you too you're too good for the championship but you're not good enough for the premier league and it's a case Ooh, of well, where do you, where do you stand there? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> get that knife out of my back. I think that is the case of you are you're too good for the championship, but you're not good enough for the Premier League. And it is a case of well, where do you stand then? Yeah, I mean, I, I I see where you're coming from, and we'll get our own back in a minute because we're going to talk about Stokes' form. But, <laughs> yeah, I do know where you're coming from because we have been punching above our weight. I think that's more of it. You know, we we you know that I mean, I've just I was just working it out. Then, if you are under 15 years of age, given the fact that you're not going to be know much of what's been going on in your life for the first two or three years, uh, 15, 16, if you're uh, if you're that age or younger, you're going to have known nothing but success. And it's a bit like, you know, when you see all these Man United fans going on about, oh, God, you know, we're, we're the best club ever. He didn't used to be. It's only mm. since you had yeah. Ferguson, but he, he's been there that long. And uh, like so few fans now remember uh, the, the pre uh, thing. So, you know, unfortunately, when you get to sort of say, like, like me and Craig, we can remember the bad days. But, mm. you know, Stoke, I mean, at the moment, Stoke have obviously got to be very careful that they don't turn into a club that's uh, too good for League One and not good enough for the Championship, which uh, <laughs> when you look at their 15-all, uh, uh, I'm joking, I'm joking, of course. But no, when you look there, Rory, home form, 23rd. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously our recent home games, obviously we had um, a 2-1 loss to, um, to Birmingham, Obviously, a 4-2 loss to Brighton, a 0-0 to Ipswich and a 0-0 to Millwall, obviously. So, since Schumacher's come, we haven't actually won at home. And I think that's where we need to pick up is we need to win at home. And then, obviously, obviously we're all right away. We are pretty decent away. But I think we we need to get them wins at home. And I think, or even, like, scoring at home. Because, obviously, we've scored two goals at home with Schumacher. Mm. Um, and I think we just... No, sorry, make that three. We need to score more at home. <laughs> Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, I understand Brighton because, you know, they're a Premier League club and it's the FA Cup. So they were probably favourites to... To go through, even though I mean they somehow yeah. managed to let four is it four in against Luton the other night. Don't know, mm. don't know what was going on there. Must have had a party the night before. But again, <laughs> is it a case of with Birmingham, who all right, you know, it's post Rooney, so they're not as bad as they were, but they're still not brilliant. I mean, again, is that another one that got away from you? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, when we went there on Boxing Day, you know, we smashed them out of the park. They couldn't seem to string any good passes together. Obviously, we battered them 3-1. But then, obviously, not even a month later, they've come back and battered us 2-1. Obviously, their free kick was stunning. The free kick that um, <clears throat> that Bakuna scored was brilliant. And it's as simple as that. There was no saving that. That was like Lewis Baker's free kick against Rotherham. It was It was brilliant, obviously. Stansfield scored in the 10th minute and I think our issue is if we score first we sort of we get some sort of we get some jump of then if well if they score it's sort of we sit in at a level standard but obviously we didn't score till the 70th minute um, and we just couldn't get back one back it just seemed that there was nothing going in the goal but it was it was annoying because I see especially with their manager he hates Stoke anyway so I think for him to come and get the three points, I think it. I can't even. I didn't even watch his his um, post match interview because I just know exactly. Mm. But even he said Stoke were a good side for what they should have been for what like the score was, and that and I think that's so annoying is being told well you're a good side you just haven't got the results. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, just- just an update if anybody is interested. We still haven't signed um, Senzi yet, um, which is a bit worrying because the Italian deadline uh, for um, transfer deadline day is 7pm, which has obviously gone and passed. But I presume... He was, uh, I mean, he was, he was photographed at the airport. That's, as, that's the closest to anything happening <laughs> as we've seen. Yeah. Well, speaking of transfers... Uh, Amiri Tezgal has completed a loan move to uh, MK Dons until the end of the 23-24 season. And that that's a cracking move for him. He's a, he's a class player. It's just, unfortunately, injuries seem to keep up with him. Well, as far as we've not gone on for them, we like to sign an injured player, don't we, Craig? He's, he's a oh, great player. Yeah. He is a See what he can do in front of the uh, 300 that uh, MK Dons pull in every week. Hopefully, he'll do all right. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes you have to take a step back to take a step forward, don't you? you I mean, know? we yeah. had a few players who, who, who did that, who, who went down, you know, a couple of uh, divisions and just got regular game time and, and learned about the physicality of the game more than anything else, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they need. And I know I was joking earlier on about you not um, being too young to remember Robert Hooth. Um but I had I hadn't realised until you mentioned it in in the pre uh, in the pre show chat, and I wish I had done because I could have had a, a nice graphic for it. But um, our our number one stopper from last season in the Premier League uh, is now your number one stopper. Uh, but apparently, by what you were saying, you're not too happy with that old Daniel Everson. No, not really. Um, he, he's conceded he's conceded at nine goals in the first game in like the games that he's played and I think obviously it's frustrating because obviously when Jack Bonham was playing he kept clean sheets after clean sheets but again he wasn't he also wasn't good enough in some senses but it's well where do we stand do we keep Iverson in goal or do we put Bonham back obviously it's a case of is there an agreement where on Saturday Iverson can play but I don't think he will be playing so it's his parent club so could Bonham come in and keep a clean sheet? Who knows? But I'm not not hundred percent certain on him at the minute. I still think we should have kept uh, signed Mark Travers. I mean, are you surprised, Craig? Because oh, I mean, you know, Ward came in after Schmeichel left, and we, I thought Ward was going to be okay. Uh, he'd never let us down, but he just he came in at a, well. So it turned out to be a bad time. The defence in front of him didn't know what you know, the word defence meant. Um, and we brought Everson in and he, he did seem to be okay. And we all thought he was going to be our number one this season. Yeah, I think um, I think it's come down to the, the, the ability of him with his feet. I mean, that's yeah seems to be, you know, again, going back to when we watch football, um, Chris, the main job of a goalkeeper was to keep the ball out of the net, not not be the uh, the starter of all your attacking um, mm. play. Um, but that, that's how the game's moved at the minute. Maybe it'll go back to something else. But I think as soon as Everson didn't start the pre-season friendlies and Stolarczyk was in, um, I think the writing was on the wall for uh, for Everson at that point. And he is a decent goalkeeper. 
And yeah, you know, let's not forget he was ahead of Hermansen in the Danish squad, and now he's gone down the pecking order. So he he needed to move and he needed to play to get himself in the uh, to to try and get in the Euro squad. I think. Hopefully we. Uh, and we needed to to, yeah. to to clear give it a goal. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a squad yeah, of goalkeepers. We had out. two or three on the bench. Some game. No, I know. <laughs> but now, of course, we've lost Smithies because he's injured. Uh, we've lost Everson. He's Have retired, a... Smithies. Yeah, cause you, yeah, he yeah. has indeed. Um, I don't think we ever actually saw him uh, pull a shirt on, did we? I, I don't remember seeing him at all. No. No, no. But, uh, you know, this is going to be my favourite question moving forward. Uh, this is the top half of the table. Uh, look, we're, we're, we're there. We're first. I, I I still pinch myself, and I'm not rubbing it in or anything like that, Rory, but after the season we had last year, uh, a transfer window which would have made this transfer window look good, uh, we, we were just sleepwalking into, a, into relegation, which obviously we did in the end. And as I always, you know, put in my first blog for the BBC, do check it out Tuesdays on the BBC website on the Leicester City page, Fans Voice. Um, it was just good to be winning again. I would have been happy if we'd been sort of where Coventry are, to be honest with you, Craig, in six. But I think now, if we end up six, we will be saying, what a bad season, Enzo out. I think if we end up six, then it's got to be an absolute, <laughs> well, just yeah. cave in, to be honest, because... Yeah. I mean, what were twenty six points off seventh? Yes. I think I think yeah. we could say that we, you know, we're we're pretty certain to be in the playoffs. You know, minimum. We're not going to get relegated. I think we can no. say that. I mean, oh. it, it can't be far off mathematically possible with teams having to play each other that we are. You know, we we are in the playoffs, but it would be a disappointment now. I think to end up in the playoffs, and it would be difficult for Enzo to get the players up. I think mm. you know, and that's the biggest thing—that psychological blow of if if on the last day you ended up dipping into the playoffs, that would be really difficult for uh, for the players to come back from. I think so. We need this run of games that we've got coming up to be uh, to kick on and get another ten, twelve points on the board are out the, the next five. Players becoming too complacent? Do you think? I don't think they're necessarily becoming complacent. I think they're becoming a little bit too entrenched in the style of football. And I've said this before, that we seem to have a smaller circle of vision. You know, football is all about, you know, the vision that you've got, particularly as playmakers. You know, a player who could see a run, you know, out the corner of his eye. We don't seem to be looking, you know, beyond a circle of 10 yards at the moment. It's always where's the next short pass, rather than getting your head up assessing what the opportunities are. So I think yeah. they're becoming a little bit too entranced in playing one style of football, one way of playing possession at all costs, rather than, you know, at the end of it, you know, you've got to go and score goals to win games and then keep the yeah. ball out the net at the other end. And you can't, you know, there are no prizes. You know, this isn't um, ice skating where, you know, there's people marking you on style. This is about getting results. And I think yeah. we need to understand that and we we give too many goals away late in games and we're not getting it far enough ahead so we're just piling pressure on ourselves so I would like us to be a little bit more ruthless to be honest I think if for you to end up in seventh you'd have to drop obviously you'd have to lose eight games and draw <clears throat> and draw two games obviously because that's your 26 points lost then and obviously given underneath win as well yeah, that that put yeah. Yoisi, but that's can Leicester really go on and lose eight games and draw two games? I if don't think that's possible. If we end up outside the playoffs, we might as well just shut the doors, close the club, and go home. You know, but looking at you though, Rory, I mean, you know, we said Stoke shouldn't go down. It's saying it's only seven points, you know, you're off QPR, but looking at QPR and Wednesdays and I think Rotherham are down. I think we can we can say yes. that those next two places. Um Huddersfield, um, you know, they're they're on twenty-eight, Birmingham thirty-two, along with yourselves. So it isn't out the possibility that you can get dragged in. Mm. But you know, if Schumacher can get a little bit of a mini run going, we've seen it before, Middlesbrough. 
going from the bottom up into the playoffs. And I'm not going to say that that's going to happen. Forrest <laughs> did it as well. Anybody can beat anybody in this league. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing with the championship. It's so crazy. I mean, you never you never actually know what's going to happen. Obviously, like you said, you mentioned that you've got Middlesbrough and Nottingham Forest. It is crazy. You you could go out and batter, say, Leicester 5-1, but then them, they come back and batter you, you know, 5-1, 3-1, whatever. It is a crazy league. It's so difficult to sort of, to actually sit there and sort of go, oh, well, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. It can be the complete opposite. You know, it is so unexpected. A lot of people say it is one of the most difficult leagues to be a part of. Obviously, yeah, you've got the Premier League, you know, with Man City, Man United, but you know what's going to happen there with their fixtures. It's always going to be a win for them or a loss for them. But with mm. Championship, it it's unpredictable, and that it is simple as it is unpredictable. I mean, it's at that point. Sorry, it's at that point of the season now. Obviously, you you've gone a little bit early in terms of changing manager. I think Huddersfield have just sacked Darren Moore. So he went. Um, yeah. He went the other day. So they'll have a new manager in. Whether they have a new manager bounds, I think Tony Mowbray is a, a really good manager. Yeah, so I, I think expect him to, to, Yeah, so I, I expect him to to push Birmingham up there. So it's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be difficult to be honest because there are going to be teams there who are going to start picking up as well. I think Swansea were pretty poor against us, uh, to be honest. Blackburn are a massive surprise to me. They were really good last season. I'm surprised at how poorly they're doing. Um, and then you start looking up. You definitely need to start, well, stop losing. Even points on the board, single points, you know, can take you a long way. But I think it's going to be interesting at both ends of the table. At this stage, Rory, do you look at the season now and go, that's it? All we've got to do this season is stay up and then let's have a look at getting it right for next season. I think the key thing there is we need to stay up. Obviously, mm. I I want to I want to sit here and say, well, we, we can go and win a couple of these games. And I think and I honestly do truly think we can. You know, Schumacher's drilling into these into the players that he knows what he wants from them. That I think mm. the, the players know what they want. And obviously. I can't see us going out and losing every single game. But again, it's unexpected. Who knows? But yeah. I think as long as we can stay up, we can look at it. But again, we said this at the end of last season, as long as we stay up, we can look at the summer transfer window. And I mean, look what happened there. We signed 18 players, not yeah. really done much, and ended up sacking the manager come November. Mm. It, it's just, we need to stay up. And I think, I mean, yes, okay, could a League One tour benefit us? Could we actually, you know, fly through League One? Is it a case of, well, we're going to be too good for League One? Mm. It, who knows? Again, it is so unpredictable. You never know what's around the corner. It is. And I've got to say, we obviously went down to League One all those years ago, Craig. Um, change manager got Pearson in. And to me, that it was at that point where our things turn around for us because as of that point we won league one at a canter and we, we we had unbridled success literally from mm. from that season but from the outside looking in and i know it's quite it's difficult to, to to judge other people's managers we don't know you know what's going on but i think they've got a really good young manager there in in, in schumacher reminds me very much of when we got brian little in no i think so i think um Obviously, he, you as a Stoke fan, will, hurt, will hope that he learnt from um, the game that Plymouth played against us, where we, I think we won 4 0, 4 1. I think we um, we took the game away from, I think we scored three in about seven minutes in the second half and took the game away from them completely when they came to our place. So you would hope that he's learnt a little bit about nullifying our threats on that. But he did a really good job at Plymouth. And the interesting thing there was how strong their home form was. So I'm sure that he's going to yeah. try and instill that into Stoke and get um, back to yeah. that kind of fortress mentality of get your points at home and then anything else. That's really the difference between being in the playoffs and being down near the bottom of the division is if you can get your home form right, yeah. you pick up enough at home. If you can start picking up a few results away, then you will be up in that that top sort of eight. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't get the home form right, it's going to be a struggle. 
Yeah, I mean, Plymouth always turn... Like, Plymouth fans have said, Schumacher's not a guy who wins away, he's not this, he's not that. But really, he's done all right winning away. And Plymouth haven't actually won many away games. So, again, who's the problem here? Plymouth, the manager, or Stoke? Where's Mm. the problem? Yeah, I mean, you can't always go out and blame the manager for everything because it's not the manager on the field. It's the players. But, obviously, it's the managers who feed the players these tactics. But, again, you can't always blame the manager. Bad news for Stoke, uh, Craig. Uh, Fatou could be back. Um, does he come straight back in? I mean, we know we're going to be we're going to be playing three at the back, which goes into four at the back if we're defending, yeah. or three if we're going forward. Uh, I have a feeling Daka won't be starting, and it could be Cannon up front. Uh, but like I say, would you put Fatou straight back in, or has McAteer done enough to hold on to that? Um, I feel I a little Rory bit sorry for McAteer. Who's not coming back in? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel a little bit sorry for McAteer because again, he was starved of the ball the same way as Maradidi was starved of the ball. So when you do get the ball, you've got to do something with it. And I, I'm not sure he's that kind of player, to be honest. You know, Fatawu is a player who can make something out of nothing. He's an exciting player. He needs to learn his lessons in terms of uh, uh, not throwing himself into stupid challenges and uh, I think he's he's got that sort of hot-headed temperament about him he looks like butter wouldn't melt in his mouth but he he can put his foot in um it would not surprise let me put it this way it would not surprise me if he starts if he brings him back in I think we were all surprised that he put Daka straight back in after coming back from uh, AFCON um and I think he likes Fataru and I think you know, again, the onus will be on Stoke to come at us a little bit. So if you've got wingers who can take the ball up the pitch when they get it uh, and carry it, then that's uh, that, that's what we need to do. So I think he may well start him. Not not his best game, Daka, but look, he he, he had an assist and, and got the penalty. So yeah, it was a great a great assist. And and what he doesn't do, he he doesn't go hiding, Daka. No. You know, um, so yeah, fair play to him. But uh, yeah. but that was a sitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. You know, it was. I, I'm not being, I'm, I'm, I, you know, this is no offence, Chris, but I do think you would have scored that. I, really? I think I think you're giving me too much credit there. I think uh, if if it was like a hit the hit the corner flag competition, mm. <laughs> that might have got it. But Rory, I mean Stoke. Um, I mean, what what's the formation, tactics, player threats? Can we expect? So obviously. Over these past couple of games, we've been playing 4-3-3. Um, obviously, I think when you say player threats, I'd probably say... I would like to say Bejun Ho. He loves he loves to have a little dance in the box, you know, try his chances, put the keeper to test. But obviously, again, he needs to net that goal. And, I mean, I've constantly, 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 for a couple of weeks now, been predicting that he will score... And again, I'll put him down to score again on Saturday, along with OC Drewsby Hall with 1 1. Um, but OC, I think Lyndon Gooch, OC, some fans may sit there and go, Well, what's she talking about? No, I don't agree. But I do think Lyndon Gooch and Beige on home might be a bit of a threat for you. And we're, we're going to concede, aren't we, uh, Craig? Which leads me nicely on to, whoops, we'll go on to this one first of all. Uh, score predictions. I mean, we're going we're going to concede. We always do. You, whatever the score is, take it into it. Take it into stoppage time, Rory. You'll get a goal from a corner against us. It's I'm sure. That. To be honest, Chris, I'm sure you were as pleased as I was when Swansea scored uh, to give me a correct score in the predictions league. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I got rather excited when it became three-one because I'd gone three-one on the match day watch along. Yeah. And that was what I thought I'd gone for in the prediction league. I didn't realize I'd gone three nil. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, that well, look, I'm I'm, I'm shit at the predictions." Let's be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not going. Um, that said, mm. I've I am going to go. I'll go. I'll go first with go I'm going to my hat into the ring. I am going. I think Stoke will score because I don't think we can keep a clean sheet even with we were given pizzas. Uh, I'm going to go three one. I'm sorry, Rory. To uh, to Leicester, uh, Craig. First of all, um, yeah, I it could be tight. You know, I, I did toy with going for a three-two, but then you know you've been telling us how 
difficult it is for you scoring goals at the moment. So I, I'm sadly, Chris, I'm going to agree with you and go for a three-one, which means I won't be right. Rory, I think you've already said a draw. Are you going to stick with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it can go either way. It's again, it's Stoke and it's Leicester. It can go either way, but. I think I'm going to say, I think we're going to hold off a one-all draw. I think we'll score early on. I'd like to say around the 30th something minute, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and then I think I've got a feeling Drewsbury Hall is going to score. And I'd, I want to say about the 60th, 68th minute, but I just don't, I just hope to gosh on, because obviously on the 78th minute, we're holding a clap for um, a Stokey who we lost. Obviously, we did try to do it against Birmingham, but the club decided that they were going to have technical difficulties and not have the timer up for 20 minutes. So we <laughs> couldn't do it. So we're trying to get, obviously, Leicester and Stoke fans involved in that yeah. on the 78th minute. So we sit here and we touch wood to say that they won't score on the 78th minute because it will be look like we're clapping for them. But no. So what, what, what's the clap for on the 78th minute again? Sorry. So um, we lost a Stokey called John Price a couple of weeks ago. Um, we um we were trying to do the clap against Birmingham, but obviously the the, the timer wasn't up, so yeah, we forwarded yeah. it to it to the seventy eighth minute. But we also lost another Stokey recently, so I think it we're doing it for both of them because, or else there's going to be two claps in four minutes. So we're yeah. going to hold it for both of them on the seventy eighth what, what, minute. What's the, other, what's the other fan? Do you know the other fan's name? Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I, okay. I'll get it out and it'll be put on. It'll be put on Twitter tomorrow yeah. night anyway. Send, send, send me a message on Twitter. Yes, but yeah, let, let's get behind that guy. Seventy eighth minute uh, and applaud. But we we know what it's like uh, to lose fans. Um, it is. It's, and, it's harsh. Know, it really it is. It is. It is. Tell you what. The one thing. One thing that stuck with me. I went to. I think the last time I went to Stoke, I think we won two one. Vardy got sent off. Uh, and a Marty scored a late winner. But I do remember going to Stoke, and and it must have been towards the end of the year or early part of January. And one thing I was really impressed with, and I've not seen it at any other club, and I'm sure some other clubs do, but you had like an in-memoriam thing at the end of, whether it's at the end of the year or end of the season, for all the Stoke fans that that had been lost during that season. I thought that was a really, really touching thing to do. Yeah, so on the first fixture of every year, so obviously again this year it was on New Year's Day, um, we hold a memorial video. So that'll yeah. be any fans who have lost their lives through the, obviously in that this case of 2023 yeah. year, they all go into a massive video. Obviously we've had a 14-year-old in that video. You know, we've had up to 40, I think 90. We mm-hmm. we hold these every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a chance for, the chance, chance for the fans to sit, stand and clap. And remember them. Obviously, if we find out a fan has passed away, we will stand and hold a clap. Obviously, mm. which is fan um fan led because the club can't sit there and say that. Um yeah. so obviously it's fan led, but hopefully um it 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 is gonna be alright. And obviously mm. normally we've we have had it over the past couple of games and we have had the opposition fan joining in. So I'm just hoping that the Leicester fans will join in with us as well. Sure, we'll, we'll 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 certainly. I'll put that out as well. You can yeah. let me know the name. Of the, the, I'm the finding out now for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll put that out for you. Um, I'm going to say thank you very much, Rory, for coming on. Uh, I thank hope you're you wrong with your score predictions. Um, <laughs> some great comments there. Um, really been a pleasure having you on. Um, I hope we don't have you on next season because it will mean we won't have gone up. <laughs> so, uh, but apart from apart from Saturday, I do wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Hope you stay up. I think you will, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then look at moving on next season. But like I say, the links for um, your Twitter and your Insta are in the description below. Thank but you. just do give everybody a shout out as to uh, uh, where they can find you again. So um, it's at the Booth and Rawcast on Instagram. Um, and RoryThomas.x on Twitter and obviously on Spotify for my podcast. There we go. That's how you can uh, follow uh, Rory. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank Send you for having me. The name on. Yes, I will. Pleasure having you on. And um, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. And you. Thank you. Thanks, Rory. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm not going to... I mean, look, we won the game earlier in the season 2-0. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just concerned of the time because I know Rory had to go and I know you, you're you're watching the yeah. time. I do remember that game though, and it was it was funny with with uh, Stoke just just singing when they got the ball. It was one probably one of the most uh, um, one sided games in terms of possession that I remember for a long time. To be honest, I do I do remember when we played um, Southampton at Southampton earlier in the season. It was four four nil, I think, or yeah. four one, and we, it was exactly the same was going on. Uh, mm. Is that you know so uh, we we started doing I think it was the Olays and then they they came back in with they'd got the ball uh, it's great banter isn't it it's great to be able to do that um, let let let's make ourselves feel very quickly make ourselves feel old here <laughs> um, uh, Robert Hooth I mean 149 yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, 140 he did hit the corner flag didn't he mm. Um, 149 games, he was there sort of six years. We didn't have him quite as long, 82 games. Got him on loan, um, uh, uh, obviously, originally mm. from Stoke. Uh, they probably they wished they'd kept hold of him when you're looking back. I, re I remember seeing two of those six goals he scored. Um, when I was lucky enough to be at the away game when we won the league away at Man City when we beat them. Oh. Uh, 3-1 and, and that was the game where everybody started thinking actually we might be able to do this and uh, I remember walking away from the ground and, and Man City fans saying how good we were and I think we were clapped off the pitch and uh, that was the performance where everybody said you know this will be a test for us and we came away with the 3-1 who scored two and uh, I think we know what happened after that. Yes and I think I don't know if it was his first or second goal but he never moved he just stood no. there even jumped for it. I think he just stood there and just went, boom. Yeah, I think it was, he moved slightly more than he did for the one against Spurs that I know has been shown a bit recently uh, where he literally stood still. Yeah, literally stood still. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. But uh, yeah, and like you say, um, up next it's Watford. Um, and no disrespect to Stoke and Watford and look, we know football. <laughs> this is Leicester. But they, they we, we should be looking at with six points from those two games, shouldn't we? We should, sure and then the next, and then the next home game, I think, is Chef Wednesday. So, mm. you know, we should be looking at, uh, at at nine points, sort of minimum seven, and uh, and that should keep us ticking over pretty nicely. To be fair, regardless of what anyone else does, indeed. And I'm just having a one quick last look while you, whilst you're still in. Um, we still haven't signed him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on! I mean, I actually, I, I actually put in the um, in in the thing the other day about because it had been announced by Fabrizio like days ago that it was yeah. going to go ahead, and I went, "Oh, isn't this just typical Leicester?" And then some idiot was in the Facebook group going, "You know, have you only got to moan about you're not Leicester till I die?" Blah blah blah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Come on!" You know what I mean? It is, but I'm just worried. You know, we, we we can't we can't do thirteen seconds again, can we? No, I I, I think it will go through. I think it, there's been a lot of talk about it's how the deal is financed. Um, that I think we wanted we wanted um, to have him on loan, and then with a commitment to buy him if we get promoted. Obviously, that leaves uh, Milan exposed. You know, if we don't go up. <laughs> They've got a player whose contracts run out, so there was talk that they would have to give him a year's extension. Uh, so there was lots of this going around about how it was going to be financed, and uh, I think they've probably got to a point. You know, if he's actually got on the plane, you would have thought that they're at a point now where they've um, uh, they've, they've agreed the, the the payments. But we also know that. Uh, um, I can't remember. It was it was it Jack Harrison who was at the training ground yes. in the last window. Yeah, he, was, he was in the middle of his medical, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and went through everything. And, 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 yeah, and then they called him back. So yeah, um, yeah. anything Let's can happen. Get Let's not get too excited. But if you do want to know what's gone on, and it could be a very short show tonight, with it be Leicester, but ten o'clock we're doing the last hour of the transfer show or the transfer special. Doug's going to be joining me, um, and that that uh, I'm looking forward to that, and then. Uh, prediction league tomorrow. I won't be here because I'm starting a new radio show tomorrow night. 
uh, love songs, two hours, 10 o'clock on Surrey Hills Radio. If you want a bit of love in your life, that's the place to, to come to. I'm not sure I'm the right person for doing that, but there we go. Um, and uh, for the watch along at the week, are you going at the weekend, Craig? No, I'm not going to this one. No, yeah, no. Well, um, <laughs> we might win then. Yeah, <laughs> Fingers every Fingers. We should do. No disrespect to Stoke, we should win. Craig, how can people find you and follow you, mate? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, um, Craig Bird at Twitter. That's it. Well, simple and to the point. Not one of the originals. No, no <laughs> numbers required. No, no, no physical. An numbers. early adopter. Yes. I was going to say, just like yourself, simple and to the point. But then I thought, that, that doesn't really sound like a compliment, <laughs> does it? All the best, mate. Thanks very much. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks very much to Craig there um, for coming on. Whoops. Let me press all my right buttons. So uh, I'm going to go. We're going to be back. Thanks to Rory. Do check it out. Uh, and I'm sure she'll message me. Let's, uh, let's support uh, John Price and uh, as she... <laughs> nicely called them Stokies. I love that. Uh, thanks to Rory. Uh, she's only young, but I mean, what a, what a good guest. She's got a future uh, in, in uh, journalism and uh, and uh, presenting, I am sure. Uh, Craig, you're a gentleman, sir. I will see you soon. All the best. Uh, I'll see everybody else, hopefully, 10 o'clock tonight when we may have some news about a signing. Who knows? <laughs> but this, this is Leicester. Let's not expect too much, eh? But we'll see you all then. Take care, guys. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.